Welcome to the Property Nomads podcast. We finally got back on the road to a different country that wasn't Mexico. And as you've probably known from listening to the travel aspect of the podcast, Turin or Torino is where we've recently been. And it is a truly delightful place. I'm not going to go through the complete history of Turin. I'd recommend that's what Wiki Travel is for or Wikipedia in this instance. But in a nutshell, Italy is a delightful place. The food and wine were absolutely amazing. Uh, go check out the Instagram for you know different photos and, and whatnot. Uh, as usual, we always go for a game of football and that ended up uh, on the Monday night. But let's roll back. Let's roll back before we even... Before we even went, why did we pick Turin? So there was four of us that went this time. It's Aaron, myself, our friend Dan, and my brother. My brother travels around a lot, even more than than we do. And when we spoke a while ago, we spoke about Italy, and we you know we've been to Rome, we've been to Milan, and we said, well, what about Turin? It's a little bit off the beaten track. It's a you know well known city. It doesn't seem like many tourists go there, or certainly, you know, not many non-Italian tourists. Let's go. So we booked it all in. Had our eye on watching Torino play, not Juventus. You may or may not have heard of Torino Football Club, but you've probably heard of Juventus. Decided to go against watching Juventus, so we based it around watching Torino play, and we got lucky with the weather. The weather was divine. We flew out on the Friday from Gatwick, flew into Torino, got the bus into town, found the apartment, beautifully big apartment, pretty much just outside the the old town. The weather, delightful. For the start of March, we had three days of pure sunshine and about 15, 16 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. And then one or two of the days at about 14 degrees, a little bit overcast, and that was it. So the difference in weather always helps to make a holiday and having blissful sunshine meant that we spent most of our days outside. We didn't need to go to too many museums. Not going to give you a history of of Turin, uh, purely because that's what Wikipedia is for or Wiki Travel itself. But what we done, because the weather worked in our favour, we decided to book into a walking tour on the Saturday morning. So we arrived on the Friday, weather was good, booked into a walking tour Saturday morning. And we've said this before on the podcast, and we'll say it again. If you go into a new place and you want to know quite a bit about it without going to loads of museums and spending loads of time inside then always try and find a free walking tour now normally you know you don't have to pay a tip at the end we normally find about you know, about 10 quid per person is about right for what we like to pay at the end free walking tour was done with our guy called oliver uh it, it was delightful you get all of these you know insider information this is 
information about the city and this is what happens at this plaza and this is this part of town. Um, we were in one of the one of the main plazas and it had been rebuilt in the 1930s under under the fascist regime. But they found some old cannonballs from wars years ago and they put the cannonballs back into the walls. So, for example, you'd be walking around this plaza and you just see these cannonballs plastered in to to the um, to the walls. Yeah, little things like that absolutely fascinating. Great thing about having a free walking tour is they normally last anywhere between three or four hours. So you get a lot of information. You will go and see and visit places that you wouldn't normally think of. So again, you get taken a little bit off the beaten track as well. And crucially, at the end of this particular tour, Oliver was great when we were asking about uh, food and drink recommendations. And now we ended up underneath the the Mole building, which is sort of a very tall, funny looking structure that you Google it, Google a photo of it. You ended up there and we're pretty hungry by this time. I mean, we asked Oliver for a pizza recommendation. So we pointed around the corner to the, uh, to a restaurant. It also recommended a, a red wine, a local red wine called Ruche, uh, to go with the pizza as well. Also loved the fact we were English. I so recommended a, not a couple of bars, but recommended a couple of microbreweries to visit as well. So we took him up on those recommendations. And the pizza restaurant that was around the corner from where the tour finished, I think it was just called Pizzeria. So very, very nice was divine probably because we were quite hungry as well the ruche wine was light and fruity and again was a perfect accompaniment for the pizza as well the uh micro brewery uh was called baladin and it was near a skate park slightly to the south of the city center uh we went in there and again completely delightful i think we must have had about 12 to 14 beers between us I'm not a fan of sours, so I didn't enjoy the sour beers myself, but all the others were absolutely delightful. And it was a good recommendation. It was a nice way to spend a Saturday evening. And again, what helped with the weekend itself was that the weather on the Friday, Saturday and Sunday, it was just absolutely blissful. The highlight of the trip, I would say, was to go up the Superga at mountaintop. Now, the Superga is good for, well, interesting for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's the site of a very famous air crash in 1949. Basically, the uh, Torino football team at the time was travelling back from Lisbon. Uh, it was misty, foggy, etc. And the plane slammed straight into the back of the basilica or uh, a retaining wall in the back of the basilica. Everyone on board died. And at the time, the Torino team, that Torino team was by far the best team in Italy. They would have probably been the best team in Europe as well. And they, they all died and, you know, terrible accident. And that changed the face of Italian football without a shadow of a doubt. So the, the monument there is very, it's very poignant, I would say. The Basilica itself that sits on top of the hill as well, uh, to do with the House of Savoy and various wars between the French and the Spanish and what we would call nowadays 
you know, Italy, but, but uh, then it would have been the House of Savoy. The Basilica on top, again, a nice place to have a look around. But the key things are the views. When you get to Saperga, you, and again, the weather was very, very, very good. You're looking out onto the city of Turin. You can see how how small everything looks from the top of the hill. But also just beyond that, you're looking at all the Alps. You can look at the Alps as well. You can see Mont Blanc. You can see the Matterhorn. And the view is is simply stunning. We took a, a tram up there. The tram runs at weekends. And it was just nice to spend a couple of hours up there. We took a picnic up there. Uh, we took some uh, cartons of wine that we got from the supermarket uh, at the bottom of the hill. It's about €1.80 for three cartons of wine, small cartons. So we were just drinking the wine out of the cartons, had a bit of a picnic as well, some focaccias and some cheeses and some other crisps and, and biscuits as well. And it was just a delightful way to have the afternoon. As you can imagine with Italy, the food and drink was divine. You know, we had pizzas, we had pastas. Uh, the the Saturday night after we gone to the brewery, again the guide had recommended to go to this local square where all the restaurants were traditional Piemonte cuisine, and we stumbled in there. Must have been about half eight, nine o'clock in the evening, and. We thought at the time we weren't going to get a table, but the minute we said, well, we don't speak very good Italian, we're English. Funny enough, we got given a table straight away. And we had some alfresco dining, uh, multiple litres of, of white wine uh, with a lot of local traditional cuisine and you know, meats, bagna calda, uh, steak in, in red wine sauce, but all, all of that stuff, absolutely delightful, absolutely divine. And it was just nice to go with the flow. Everyone's a foodie. Everyone getting on well. Absolutely superb. Sunday was superga and a good walk around town. Monday, we went to the car museum down in the south of the city. It's near the old Fiat building. Now, none of us are massive car people not car buffs in any way shape or form but for 15 euro to go around the three floors and look at the history of the automobile to look at the various types of engines that you have and to see all these classic cars over the years in the porsches cadillacs uh, there was a, a special exhibition on rally cars as well so you see all these that subaru no not subaru impresses sorry Audi Quattros and uh, Formula One cars and there's a Ferrari exhibition there as well for 15 euro absolutely phenomenal the race or well, not the racing track the test track that was at the top of the Fiat factory unfortunately that was closed there's not many museums that open in Italy on Mondays I find that's quite common in, in mainland Europe and then the creme de la creme the reason why we went to Turin in the first place was football and it was to watch Torino versus Bologna. At the time of booking the holiday, we had no idea when the game would be played. That's why we booked four nights. And because of the way the scheduling worked, the game happened to be on the Monday night. So the last night we were in Turin and it was an 8.45 kickoff. And it was 
quite refreshing to be able to just go to to the ground on the day of the game to buy tickets. Although you needed ID to buy tickets, and I think that's because of all the various troubles they have in Italian football. So if you're going to go to watch a game in Italy at a higher level, take your driving license or take your passport with you. But what was refreshing was to go up, get the tickets there, and then 20 euro to sit on the side. We were relatively near the ultras. The stadium itself is quite compact, about 28,000-seater stadium. The game itself was okay. Torino won one nil. The ultras made a lot of noise. They kept telling Bologna fans to f off. At Torino were the better team. It was just nice to go there, enjoy the game, sit back, listen, enjoy the crowds, have a couple of beers, you know, to be able to drink in the stadium as well. Loads of people smoking. Not that we were, but you could do if you're that way inclined. And as with Italian football, it seems to be very easy to get into a ground and also very easy to get out of the ground. Now, admittedly, there's probably only about 13,000, 14,000 people there. But we got out the ground, headed straight towards one of the trams, about a five minute walk. Um, and within five minutes, we we're on a tram, not even rammed in, but just heading back towards the city centre. Key takeaways from, from Turin. Number one, it doesn't seem to be too touristy. So if you want to experience uh, a bit of a bit of Italy, uh, an old the old capital of Italy, because it was capital before Rome established itself as the capital, I should rephrase that and say as a unified Italy from eighteen sixty one, Turin was the first capital, and then that capital got relocated to. Uh, Rome, so maybe Florence as well, but obviously Rome is now the capital of Italy, but Turin was the first capital of a unified Italy. Lovely buildings, fantastic food, fantastic drink. I mean, I think that applies to anywhere you go in Italy, but it certainly found that the, uh, the Piemonte food was delightful and the wines were a perfect accompaniment. And also it was a little bit off the beaten track. So there were quite a few Italian tourists, by the by the sounds of it, a few French tourists, not many English tourists at all. So the place isn't flooded with all these people with their maps out and, and getting confused. So if you want to really mix in, highly recommend it. It's also easy to get to uh, from Gatwick and other airports as well. And easy to get to and from the airport into the city. There's a solitary metro line that you can take. The trams are efficient, good bus service as well, easy to get around. People are relatively laid back there as well. So if you want to go somewhere off the beaten track, then Turin is, is highly recommended. Absolutely wonderful place. And what really helped us was the fact that we're all foodies. We all have a bit of a drink and taste in local cuisine. We all got on really well. So the group dynamic was really useful. And ultimately the weather, because if the weather was really bad and raining a lot, et cetera, et cetera, then chances are we'd have done a lot more museums and we might not have enjoyed as much of the outside as we did, again, because the weather really worked in our favour. Where do we go next? We don't know. We'll probably go off the beaten track. We were discussing Estonia. Uh, maybe Serbia or Montenegro or you know, one of those Baltic countries. 
we don't know yet but we will find out we'll keep you posted next week we're going to be talking about the top five places that we've ever seen and then in a couple of weeks time nine saving tips for cheap city break trips don't try and say that after too many glasses of vino rosso arrivederci (laughs) 